The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how to value and understand more about intellectual property. Joining us is Michelle Seiler-Tucker, who is the founder and CEO at Seiler-Tucker Inc., which is a mergers and acquisition company that specializes in buying, selling, growing, and fixing companies. And she's also the author of the recently published book, Exit Rich. And today, Michelle and I are going to walk through her six pillars of intellectual property. Here's my conversation with Michelle Seiler-Tucker, founder and CEO of Seiler-Tucker, Inc. Michelle, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you for having me, Benjamin. It's a pleasure to be here. Very excited to talk to you, and this conversation is timely. I have all sorts of IP questions, and we're going to get into some of my IP problems in a further episode. But first, mostly we talk to marketers, marketing practitioners, and you are an expert in mergers, acquisitions, and valuations, understanding IP relevant to marketers because we create a lot of content. We help develop a lot of marketing technology, and there's lots of CEOs and founders that listen to this podcast. So I want to walk through some of your basic building blocks of how to understand IP You wrote the book Exit Rich. You've got your six pillars of IP. Walk us through. How do you think of the breakdown of intellectual property? Sure. So I call it the six pillars because, well, there's six things to IP. People think, oh, IP is just content or IP is just branding. But IP is a lot more than that. Number one, branding is extremely important. The more well-branded a business is, the more I can sell a company for, as long as that brand is relevant in the mind of the consumers meaning that nobody wants to pay for Blockbuster, right? Absolutely. I think that they have got a great Twitter account at this point, but not much in terms of other assets. That's right. But who's the biggest brand in the world? Do you have any idea? I guess it's either Apple or Coca-Cola. Apple. You got it right. So Apple is worth $189 billion just for the brand. That's not counting EBITDA. EBITDA's earnings before interest taxes depreciation. That's not counting EBITDA. That's not counting inventory, real estate, accounts receivables, assets, anything else. Just the brand alone is worth $189 billion. So branding is extremely important when you are looking at building a business to sell. 
Yeah, not to make this a political conversation, but I remember listening to a, I think it was an episode of the Daily Podcast by New York Times, and they were talking about the valuation of the Trump organization and whether it had liquidity or whether it was all just the value of the Trump brand. And they were trying to figure out what that brand was. Obviously, branding is very important. It is a pillar. And that brand has probably changed recently. <laughs> I mean, for better or for worse, it's obviously, you know, got a lot of recognition. Right. But branding is not the only portion of intellectual property. So walk me through what some of the other pieces are. So branding is very important, obviously. And then trademarking. Trademarking is extremely important, very valuable. And this is where business owners tend to get in trouble is that they'll go out and get a state trademark. So they'll start their business or they'll start their podcast or they'll start something and they go out and get a state trademark. And the problem is that they don't even check the federal database to make sure it's available. Plus, even worse, they could be operating in their business for 5, 10, 15 years and all of a sudden receive a system to assist letter and they have to stop using that name. And you can hire an attorney, you can throw a lot of money at the problem, but it's not going to go away. So you want to make sure you go out there and get a federal trademark and protect your company name, protect your slogan, protect anything that's unique. Like I protected Exit Rich. You know, I have a trademark on Exit Rich. I have a trademark on a six Ps. So you want to make sure that you protect that trademark because not only will it create value when you go to sell the business, but if you don't protect it, it's going to cost you a significant amount of money and you could have to start over. I understand the brand and essentially that's the value of the recognition of your company's products and services. The trademark is essentially your ability to protect or carve out the niche of what your company is called, right? You're trademarking the name and maybe some of the marks as well. Correct. So you're trademarking the company name, some of the marks as well. Whatever is unique to you, you want to trademark that. So if you have a unique slogan, if you have a book that you're writing, if you have, it's not so much about trademarking the book. The only reason I trademarked Exit Rich is because I have a podcast called Exit Rich. So I wanted to make sure that I protect that IP. So what's the third pillar of your intellectual property? We've got brand, we've got trademarks. So we have patents. Patents are very important. Have you ever watched a movie, the show Shark Tank? I have seen Shark Tank before. So what's the question that every single shark asks all the investors? Do you have a patent? Is it patent pending? Is it patent pending? Do you have a patent? Do you have a utility patent? Kevin Harrington wrote the foreword for my book, Exit Rich. And I've spoken on stage with him numerous times. Him and I have been on the pitch tank and investors panel. And same thing. We're always wanting to know about patent. We sold a business for $18 million. It was losing money, but they had 18 patents. So we sold it for a million dollars a patent. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX. Your best decision starts here. 
To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So walk me through the difference between a patent and a trademark. A trademark is essentially your rights to the name. A patent is the underlying technology and assets. Am I thinking about it the right way? Yeah, you're thinking about it absolutely correctly. So if you've invented something, like let's say you've invented a robotic vacuum cleaner and you have some unique technology and you go out and get a patent on that, it protects that property. And it's very important if you're trying to raise capital because nobody wants to invest in a business that doesn't have their IP protected. So talk to me about patents when it relates to some of the things that marketers do, which is primarily advertising campaigns. We're creating some content and at times we're you know working on creating some technology as well. Are those things that are patentable? Can I patent my podcast? No, you cannot patent your podcast. You can't really patent your content. You can go out and, like I said, get a trademark for the name of your podcast. And I've got a trademark for the name of my book, but you can't really patent that. But if you have some proprietary software, something unique, it's really important to go to the patent attorney, but you can perhaps look at getting a patent on software or technology that you're using in your business. Okay, so your patents are essentially your inventions as opposed to defending the name and sort of how you're defining what your company is about or your products and services. We're up to three pillars of IP, brand, trademarks, and patents. Give us the back half. So now we have contracts. Contracts are, we call this proprietary because this adds a lot of value to the business. So think about, and I know your audience is marketers, but when we go to sell a business, one of the main things that we look at are the contracts in place. Do we have a contract with manufacturing? Marketers, do they have contracts with their clients? The most valuable contracts are client contracts. So do you have contracts with your clients? Do you have residual income coming in? Do you have recurring revenue? Contracts add tremendous value. If you have manufacturer's contract, vendor's contract, distributor's contract, if you're a franchisor and you have a bunch of franchisees, very important. This is extremely valuable. One of the most valuable things is selling a business is recurring revenue. So this can work for and against you. When you have contracts, sometimes you've got a valuable asset. We have exclusivity with a certain manufacturer. We've got advertising rights on a channel that can be valuable. On the flip side, sometimes you can be locked into deals that aren't seen as valuable. So when you think about defining a contract as IP, how do you know if it has value that's positive or negative? Well, first of all, we talk to our client. (laughs) I'm sure you've had some experience with a non-valuable contract. But the first thing we do is we talk to our client and get the information. But typically, like we're selling a business right now for $70 million. I have about 250 contracts. Those are all valuable contracts. Those are contracts with distributors. Those are contracts with retailers. And that's where they move their merchandise. So those are valuable contracts. If you have a contract with a manufacturing and it's one-sided, again, we just have to look at that. Every case can be different. 
So it's really hard to say, but client contracts are the most valuable. So we're thinking brand, how do our potential customers think about our business? Trademarks, how do we defend that we own our name? Patents, our underlying inventions, technology. And then contracts, these are what relationships do you have that potentially have value? What's the fifth pillar of IP? Can I add a caveat to contracts? Because here's the mistake that everybody makes. Absolutely. So the mistake that everybody makes with contracts, like the $70 million company we're selling, is their contracts are not transferable. So most business owners, marketers, they don't have the transferability clause in their contract. You need that two sentence transferability clause because 99.9% of all sales are asset sales, not stock sales. So unless that transferability clause is there and the buyer doesn't agree to do a stock sale, most will not, then your deal will fall apart if your client doesn't agree to transfer. So when you're starting out your business, or even if you've been in business going forward, you want to make sure you add that transferability clause. Okay. So your contracts may or may not have value depending on whether they can be passed on to a potential acquirer. Give me the fifth pillar of IP. So the fifth one is databases. Databases are huge, especially if your clients can be retargeted and repurposed. Like we have a database of over 28,000 buyers. Like Facebook paid $19 billion for WhatsApp and WhatsApp was hemorrhaging money. They weren't making any money whatsoever, but what do they have? They had a synergy that Facebook wanted. They had a billion users and Facebook knew they could monetize and knew they could ROI on that investment. Absolutely. Makes sense that some of the things that drive value for your business are your access to data. Who can you market to? What information do you have? All right, we've come to the end of the road in terms of defining our IP. What's the sixth pillar? So the sixth one is what I call IP real estate. And IP real estate, obviously, it's not your business. It's not your building. It's not your commercial land. IP real estate is, let's say that you have a skincare line and you're on Oprah's favorite things and Oprah Winfrey has endorsed your products. That is huge IP. Whenever you have celebrity endorsements, a competitor, a strategic will pay a lot more money for your business because they want to get their products and services in front of those celebrities. The same thing with, let's say you manufacture bedding and you're number one on Wayfair, or you manufacture masks, you're number one at Etsy. Any type of celebrity or platform endorsements or being number one on any of these different platforms, it will raise the multiple substantially. All right. So this is specifically relevant to marketers because the value of your company, your products, your services include where you show up in terms of your marketing performance. Now, you mentioned this can be influencer marketing. Who is recommending you? If you have a relationship with Oprah, that's probably pretty valuable. If you're one of the top search terms in Google for, let's say, the podcast, figuring out valuation, our valuation is influenced by where we stand in Apple's iTunes ratings. Now, when you think about not just the organic side of growth for marketers, where do we show up in the app stores? Where do we show up on our vendor portals? but also the ability for us to advertise. Hey, we're great at buying performance marketing. We're great at advertising on Facebook. We have low CPAs. Is that something that drives IP value as well? Hey, we know how to market institutionally and get a customer for one-tenth of the LTV. Does that have value as well? Absolutely. I mean, that's intellectual property, right? That's a proven system that you figured out and that's intellectual property and a strategic buyer would be interested in that. So that absolutely adds value. 
So how effective your marketing efforts are, whether they're organic or paid, influence your company's IP. Hey, everybody, if you're working for a company, this is something to bring up in your next salary negotiation. Just a heads up. (laughs) And for those agency owners, consultants, business owners that are listening, these are some of the things that if you're thinking about an exit, you need to consider and evaluate your business. We're going to bring Michelle back and continue this conversation talking a little bit about asset valuation and how to figure out what your company's marketing efforts and what your company is worth. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Michelle Seiler-Tucker, founder and CEO of Seiler-Tucker Inc. for joining us in part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow. Michelle and I are going to talk about how to understand your asset valuation. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Michelle, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile. You can contact her at M. Seiler Tucker, which is M-S-E-I-L-E-R-T-U-C-K-E-R. You can visit her company's website, which is Seiler Tucker, or you can go find her book, which is Exit Rich, recently published. Best place to get it is ExitRichBook.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.